G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. If someone you loved, I mean really loved, sent you a love letter, would you take the time to read it? And what if that love letter was a message in a bottle from across the ocean? Would you read it? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome again to the program as today we take another look at your relationship with God from a different perspective. And please do stay tuned because in just a few minutes I'll be telling you about the powerful prayer that could be coming your way to help you through whatever it is you happen to be dealing with in your life just at the moment. We've all seen those movies that start with a message in a bottle. You know, it comes across the ocean, it's washed up on the beach somewhere and then the person finds the bottle. Now let me ask you something. If you were the person that found the message in the bottle, what would you do? Here are your choices. A. Ignore the bottle. B. Pick it up and throw it back into the ocean. C. Take it home and forget about it. Or D. Open the bottle and read the message. Hmm. Let me think about that. Uh, A, B, C, D. Duh. Well, obviously, we would grab the bottle and we would open it. Who knows how long it's been in the ocean or, or where it's come from or who wrote the message or what it says. I mean, how awesome. A message in a bottle. And what? What if you opened the bottle and discovered a love letter? A love letter written in one sense to anyone and everything, but but in another sense, a love letter written specifically to you. Now, that would be amazing, wouldn't it? As long as people have had pen and ink and paper, there have been love letters. I mean... Love letters or cards or flowers, they're a really special way to say I love you. They say I love you in a way that nothing else does. And anybody who's been through a courtship, hopefully, probably, will have the old love letter tucked away somewhere. I hope that people who are married have some love letters that they can look back on. Not so far back in the distant past, either. Love letters are a wonderful thing. There's one love letter, though, that's more special than any other. Begins something like this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was barren with no form of life. It was under a roaring ocean covered with darkness, but the Spirit of God was hovering over the water. And God said, I command light to shine. And light started shining. And then a bit further, somewhere in the middle, it says something like this. For God loved the world so much that he gave his only son so that everyone who has faith in him will have eternal life and never die. And this, Jesus said, if anyone loves me, they'll obey me, and then my Father will love them and will come to live in them. And right towards the end, this is how the love letter finishes. I saw a new heaven, a new earth. The first heaven and the first earth had disappeared entirely, and this new holy city was coming down from God. And I heard a loud voice shout from the throne, God's home is now with his people. He'll live with them and they'll be his and he'll be theirs. And yes, God will make his home among his people and he'll wipe away all the tears from their eyes. And there'll be no more death or suffering or crying or pain 
those things are gone forever. That's an awesome love letter. And of course, you probably recognize that they're little chunks out of a huge love letter that these days we call the Bible. Now, I remember not so long ago when people would say Bible, I think, oh my goodness, Bible bashing, fundamentalism, old fashioned, irrelevant, hard to read. How can they even begin to believe in that stuff? But when you read those little bits and a whole bunch more of the Bible, what you discover isn't fundamentalism at all. Fundamentalism, you know, this dogmatic expression of of religion was never God's idea. That's something that human beings have taken and twisted God's love and truth into. Now, when you read the Bible, what you discover is the most awesome love letter, the most amazing plan that God has for your life and my life, here and now and eternally. It's this huge story of God's engagement of humanity and we progressively see his love and grace unfold until we meet the person of Jesus Christ. Now, I definitely had negative images of the Bible. Absolutely. I just couldn't understand how anybody could even begin to believe that stuff. And you might say, Bernie, that's heresy. I believe every word. Well, great, but there are lots of people who say they believe every word who have one of those thick books at home somewhere on a shelf collecting dust. Let me get right in your face here. Some people will say, well, why does God seem like he's a million miles away? And they're the same people who say they believe in God, but they've got their love letter sitting on a shelf collecting dust. And my answer is he's not. You've just put him on the shelf. I deliberately am speaking to some people today to shake you out of this attitude that the Bible is an optional extra to a walk with God. The Bible is alive. It's God's word and it's alive. And when we approach that book and open it up and say, Father, I believe this is you talking to me today. I believe this is your will for my life. I believe that your Holy Spirit wants to shine your love and your light and your grace and your wisdom into my heart today through the words on this page. That thing becomes alive. It is the living word of the living God. It's that message in a bottle. The Bible was written over a 1,500-year period, starting around about 1350 BC and ending towards the end of the first century AD. There are three different languages, Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek in the Bible. It has many different authors from different cultures in different time periods and different backgrounds, with different things going on when those different books of the Bible were written. The Bible's been translated into hundreds of languages. And you know something? It's been copied by hand before Gutenberg. There was no printing press. The only way to create copies of the Bible was for people called scribes to write the whole cotton-picking thing out by hand over and over and over again. And the scholars, the historians, the textual critics will agree that there are almost no errors in this thing. There are a handful of uncertain words in some non-critical passages But by and large, this is an accurate, very accurate, in fact, in historical terms, it is the most accurate and well-attested to historical document that we have from antiquity by a country mile. It's the story of God. It's the story of who God is, what his plan is, who we are in Jesus Christ and how we should respond. It's this vast, amazing, profound love letter personally 
guided down through the waves and oceans of history over the last three and a half thousand years, well, like a message in a bottle, like a love letter. And now it's placed in our hands. It's placed in your hand. It's placed in my hand. God has gone to an enormous amount of trouble to preserve his love letter for you and me here and now today. Well, you know, I am just too busy to read the Bible. You see how feeble that is. You see how inappropriate that is. No wonder it feels like God's a million miles away. All the time, he just wants to speak his promises into our hearts, whisper his love into our ears, his grace into our lives, and that the one principal means that he has chosen to do that, his love letter to the Bible, well, we're just too busy. God has brought us near through faith in Jesus Christ. God has set up his home in us through his Holy Spirit. God is with us in every moment of every day, right through the cut and thrust of life. God calls us to an intimate relationship, and God has a love letter. That love letter is called the Bible. God is there. He's crying out to us, be close to me too. just like to remind you that if you have a prayer need, we would love to pray for you. Listen, the only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. Just let that sink in. The only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. So if you'd like us to pray with you, in fact, if you'd like our whole prayer community to pray with you, stop by online at powerfulprayer.org to share your prayer request. It's completely confidential. Your name won't be displayed. And in fact, while you're there, perhaps you could pray for one or two others and leave them an encouraging word as well. The Bible says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So let us pray for you and with you. And let's just see what God does, how he intervenes, how he chooses to bless you. That web address again is powerfulprayer.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time Monday with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.